what's up everybody welcome back and happy skews day to you it is uh april 5th 2022 i'm trey crowder and that's mark agee what's up mark uh what's up trey uh you've been following this herschel walker college stuff uh no i have not so herschel walker of course famous uh, alumni well not alumni we'll get that in a second but play football for university of georgia and the nfl won the Heisman Trophy. He's running for Senate against Raphael Warnock in uh, Georgia, of course, uh, supported by Trump. And he apparently has been going around telling everyone he graduated in the top 1% of his class at Georgia, uh, even though uh, he didn't graduate. And who the fuck would care anyway? And <laughs> Right. Got, okay. So he's getting, <laughs> a, getting a head start on, you know, the bullshitting and the making stuff up and the self-aggrandizing and all that. He's just trying to find the groove. He's going to be a you know Republican senator from Georgia. These are your skills he's going to need to master. So you know, I get it. Yeah, the actual quote. I guess he's been like because he gets hired to do like motivational speaking, of course, which you know right. is a good way to make money if you're a retired professional athlete. But he would hold himself up as like a like a it's like overcoming adversity because he would say stuff like this is another quote memorized, but it was essentially. In high school, they used to call me the R word. He said, although he says it in corporate mm-hmm. environments, he used to call me the R word. But I, but I would do my homework by reading to myself in the mirror and showed them basically, which is like they thought I was stupid, but I, but I sounded out the words and proved them wrong. <laughs> yeah. Right. Also, like by himself alone, or he means like as practice, so he could do it. Yeah. Either way. So uh, I don't feel like I'd be overly motivated by that. Um, I, don't, I don't think you have to be too close to uh, following college football to know that if you're winning the Heisman Trophy, you're not doing your own homework anyway. So right. you could have graduated yeah. the top 1% if he just, you know, uh, let his, he stayed all four years and let his tutor do the homework. <laughs> yeah, they famously, uh, they don't go there to play school. Um, they do not. They do not go there to play school. Uh, uh, Corey reminded us that uh, – there's also this apocryphal story where Herschel used to tell people that he never even lifted weights. All he did was do push-ups. Yeah, I've heard that before. Everybody on the football team would see him in the weight room. It's like, why? Why right. are you telling people you don't lift weights and you're a professional athlete? It's like it's very funny to me. Just, just tall tales, Mark. Just having a little fun with the truth, you know, playing a little yeah. fast and loose with it. Why not? Yeah, it's a little Paul Bunyaning. Um, yeah. Before we get to the show, I want to do a couple labor, some labor update stuff. Uh, I'm yeah. sure this video. Uh, yeah. but Amazon ate shit in their election, but that I mean they got their ass kicked by the union. Uh, they have their first unionized warehouse, and this is like a personal struggle for this one guy they fired two years ago for trying mm-hmm. to organize a union, and did an all-out PR blitz uh, by led by Obama's former spokesman Jay Carney. They pretty much make this guy look like a like a stupid troublemaker. And he's like, okay, I'll make it my life's mission to ruin your life. So he, he started his own union and unionized the uh, Amazon warehouse. And uh, I thought it was really funny, but Amazon's response, I guess they have an internal like Slack-like platform for employees to talk um, talk to each other on. And they have banned words that include union, grievance, pay raise, living wage, representation, compensation, the word unfair. But here's the one that got me. You cannot type the word fire. On Amazon's uh, uh, internal communication platform, so if you want to go in and to like go to the whole warehouse, and like, hey, the building's on fire, get out. Mm. That will not post. <laughs> right, It'd be like the building is immolated. The building has <laughs> what's another word for fire? Yeah, can't get through this yeah. firewall. Shit, I can't say that either. Um, yeah, not yeah. everybody's happy about it though. I do have this clip. Let's watch it right here. Some okay. of you guys are really not thinking about the ramifications, okay, of something like this on a company like Amazon. So Jim Kramer can explain it mm-hmm. for us. 
Well, we know that the union work rules are what everything is about. It's the same case with Starbucks, too. If you can't tell your employees when they work, then you're really not able to have much of an ability to be able to uh, move product or move coffee. And I think the people, the unions will be in charge of time that you need to work. And that would be dreadful for, uh, very dreadful for Andy Jassy. Oh, yeah. Right. Sounds terrible. People. So it, it's not, if you guys don't work in your dad's profession, it's not that your unions make the rules. The rules are just negotiating with the employer. Right. Right. So when he's saying you can't set work schedule, he's saying you can't make people work 14 hour shifts without extra compensation with no notice. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he goes on to say, we, I don't want to watch the whole thing, but he goes on to talk about how, like, he's like, you know, if you've got a very important shift and people just don't want to work it, you're just not going to be able to get anyone to work that shift. And then what's going to happen? It's like pretty sure if you offer enough overtime or extra compensation, if it's that important, you'll have some takers on it. Cause that's how it's all supposed to work. Like, I think they'll figure it out. It's like, it's like literally, listen, if we can't essentially enslave these people and micromanage every facet of their lives, then what is this all even for? Like we might as well shut it all down right now. If we can't yeah, be overlords. What's the point of running a business? <laughs> we talked about this before, but these guys totally forget how capitalism works when it comes to like labor. It's right. like, if, if you say, if you're the De Beers diamond family, and you create an artificial scarcity in the diamond market by withholding stores in a locker, that's smart business. But if you're a group of workers and you band together to withhold your labor to get a higher price for it, that is communism, right? Right. And anyway, if, if, if you think about it, like, they, like, if I can't buy labor at the exact price I want, then my business is not a function. Well, I want a fucking Ferrari, <laughs> all right? Right. There's a price point at which I can, I can buy a Ferrari. I don't have that money. So therefore, Ferrari should have to give it to me at a lesser value because I'm a business leader. And it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. Um, no. Kramer mentioned Starbucks. There, Starbucks. Starbucks is also fighting a big union drive. I think they've had like uh, a dozen stores or so unionized, which is, of course, a panic level inducing uh, event for uh, the executive suite. Right. So someone asked Starbucks founder Howard Schultz uh, how he's going to win back uh, unionizing Starbucks workers. And he unveiled his big plan. That's how the business business reporter put it. Quote, we're going to be in the NFT business. Oh, yeah. So well, there you go. Who needs unions you, when you got, you know, digital monkey paintings or whatever they're going to be, you know, yeah. Starbucks, Starbucks logos, but digitized. That'd be worth some money someday. Yeah. You're going to, instead of uh, enough money to buy food, we're going to give you a JPEG of a monkey uh, right. smoking, uh, smoking a blunt holding a Starbucks cup on the blockchain and therefore get her employees back. So yeah, that's right. That's, uh, you love to see it. You do. <laughs> All right. Listen, everybody, I've made it almost eight minutes without telling you. And it's time to tell you now producer Matt is not with us today. All this, you see these great overlays, all these videos and stuff's going on. That's me. I'm doing that. You know, no need for applause. It's going to be all right. But now I do want y'all to uh, bear with me tonight. You know, I struggle enough just keeping up with Mark when it comes to just talking, but I'm going to be the one on all the clips. I'm on the ones and twos over here. I will probably screw them up at least a few times. But like I said, bear with me. Matt is 
on his way to the goddamn White House, as I understand it, just so everybody knows. You guys, you may or may not recall, producer Matt, he's not just an intrepid producer here at the SKUs. No, that's but a hobby for him. He's a organizer, has his own nonprofit, ruralorganizing.com. He's one of the people that actually does stuff as opposed to just saying stuff like me and Mark. And uh-huh. and uh, as part of that, he's on his way to the White House for some bill signing or hobnobbing or some some such. But yeah. anyway, so it's a shout out to the, Matt. It's a reform of the Postal Service that Matt and his group, they gathered 400 signatures, 40,000 signatures to get that to help turn this into a law. So that's why he's been invited to the White House. Or I would say that is his cover. Because right. what, Matt, what Matt is really doing, he's going undercover for Skews Nation to uncover the pedophile tunnels. He's going to find the people. That's right. He's, he's, going to find- <laughs> he's scouring through the pedophile tunnels as we speak. The yeah. Catacombs below D.C. Matt is on the case. Okay, so moving on, as usual, I do want to make the requisite announcements. First of all, if you're vaccinated and want to see me live, you could go to wellregcomedy.com for tickets. We'll be in Portland, Oregon next weekend, April 14th through the 16th. Louisville, Kentucky after that, and I will have some new dates announced very soon. So, yeah, if you're vaccinated, come holler at us. We'll have a good time. Wellredcomedy.com. Number two, as you guys, I hope, are aware by now, if you enjoy the SKUs and you want a little more of it and you want to support the show, which we would appreciate, then you can consider joining us on Patreon. $5 a month, that's all it is, and you get full-length bonus episodes from me, Mark, and producer Matt on subjects like insane sports owners, the idea of secession, dirty money, blood money, all that good stuff. We're having fun with it. If you're into that, and like I said, want to support the show, you go to weeklyskews.com slash more, or just go to Patreon and look up my name and sign up for the SKUs tier and get a little extra SKUs in your life. We would appreciate it. All right. On the show tonight... Uh, last Thursday's episode, uh, I learned a lot because this was suggested by a user. We, t- by, we started off talking about this wacky group of uh, all about it conservatives in eastern Oregon who really, really want to be a part of Idaho and they have a plan and it's hilarious. So, how about yeah, that? Do you ever think you'd hear it? People lining up to get into Idaho or become part of Idaho. You know why? Because in Idaho, they ain't got no goddamn Portland. That's what they, nope. you ask these people, the problem with Oregon, Portland. Uh, yeah, Idaho, notable lack of Portland. So they're trying to get some of that Idaho action. Zero um, Portland's in Oregon, no Antifa presence at all. So but yeah. yeah, there's a whole, there's a bunch of, bunch of people out there trying to secede from things and we covered them on Patreon this week. Okay. Tonight on this here program, we will be talking about how the mild retroactive, uh, criticism of florida's don't say gay bill by disney has ignited a full-on right-wing crusade it's fox versus mouse and it's starting to heat up we'll get into it all a little later um but first as always we will begin with the daily dumbass trey graphic please (laughs) yeah how about that yeah okay well Tonight's DD is whoever decided to hire a 90s infomercial host to coach J.D. Vance in advance of this campaign ad, which came out today. All right. I hope you all can hear this. Here we go. Are you a racist? Do you hate Mexicans? No. He calls us racist for wanting to build Trump's... (laughs) All right. So, So I just look... That's the way he delivers that. It sounds exactly like, like I said, those infomercials where it start out and it's like, do you live alone? 
Are you having mm-hmm. trouble sleeping? And it's like you can tell that the implied response is in the affirmative, right? You're like, yeah. I do live alone. I am having trouble sleeping. So when he opens this ad for the Republican primary for Senate in Ohio, and he's like, are you racist? Do you hate Mexicans? It just mm-hmm. You just picture people in Ohio going, I am. I do hate racists. Why do you ask, J.D.? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like even like the, the, the infomercial example is a good one because even in those old infomercials, the implied answer was always yes, even if the question was ridiculous. You'd be like, is this you? And it's just somebody trying to like open a can with like a spoon. Right. <laughs> and it's yes. like, well, have you heard of can openers? It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. So like it's always the implied answer is always yes. In, in a yes, commercial. exactly. So it's an odd choice to open with, are you racist? Do you hate Mexicans? All right, we'll watch the rest of this because he says one more thing, at least mm-hmm. one more thing in particular that uh, really struck a chord with me in, in a negative way. So let's watch the other 24 seconds of this real quick. Swole. They censor us, but it doesn't change the truth. Joe Biden's open border is killing Ohioans with more illegal drugs and more Democrat voters pouring into this country. This issue is personal. I nearly lost my mother to the poison coming across our border. No child should grow up an orphan. I'm J.D. Fan. Okay. So, all right. Now, maybe I'm forgetting or misremembering something. But, so he says, he talks about his mother's struggle with addiction in Hillbilly Elegy, his famous book. Mm -hmm. My mom also struggled with addiction. Thing is, and they were both pillbillies, as I recall. Now, I don't Mm -hmm. remember Mexicans bringing my mama her Percocet. I don't like no. are Big Pharma. They're Mexicans now. Also, you know that this motherfucker's in Big Pharma's pocket. He's got to be. Mm-hmm. I guarantee yeah. he is. And so to to sit there and say, to try to play that card, like, listen, I know what this is like. My family struggled with addiction. But then to turn it into a racist dog whistle as opposed <laughs> to calling out the corporate overlords that own you and everybody else is just uh, super, super gross. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any pills that are coming back across the Mexican border are like for health problems because the pills are really expensive in America. But you know, it's not what kind of pills aren't really expensive in America because Medicaid was buying them for people like JD's mom is fucking opioids. And none of the, none of this stuff is a, a border problem. I, I mean, heroin maybe for, for once people get hooked and they can't find pills, but like fentanyl is made in like chemistry sets and bathtubs. Now people are just, it, 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 it this key doesn't, yeah. it, it's, it's totally disconnected from reality. Mexicans are not it, the problem with fucking pill. Epidemic. Exactly. Well, and it's the thing is it's like, it's also just like chapter one of their playbook too to deflect mm-hmm. very real problems on to, mm-hmm. you know, minorities or just to get people riled up with racism over real problems that people really struggle with, but just completely bullshitting what the actual causes are or where their mm-hmm. anger should be directed. Like, that's all. That's what they do. It's just a little wild to me to see it so, like, just brazenly executed <laughs> as, it, as it was right there. Because, like, it's just, I don't know. It's just over especially, the top. Especially because, like, it's so disconnected that if you can be did a raid on your wedding day, Mexicans. It's right. like that's that's yeah. how right. that's how far yeah. apart the two things are. It's like yeah, yeah you're gonna you're gonna fear. Like, yeah, you know about, they do rain dances too, right? Yeah, yeah. Mexican. They got yeah. You didn't know that, but they got rain dances too. They do them all the time. Come up here when on when they're on their break from taking your job, they're out there doing rain dances to ruin your wedding day. That's right. What's next, Mexicans? Um, I mean, if you got a coke problem. 
like at least that maybe did come from Mexico, but also you're the one taking the coke. So I don't I don't know how to like you know square those two circles. It's like right. we all believe in personal responsibility, except when it's our problem and someone else did it. So you know, yeah. Whatever. But it's a big day in the always insane Ohio Senate race. Josh Mandel he put out uh, his own campaign ad, and you know, not to be outdone, it's pretty wild too, uh, especially mm-hmm. the opening of it. Critical race theory is crap. Martin Luther King <laughs> marched right here. So skin color wouldn't matter. I didn't do two tours in Omaha. Hear that? Uh, yeah. Mission accomplished. Martin Luther King, good job. I'm sure Martin Luther King, if he was here, would agree that uh, he was successful in vanquishing racism from the face of this country and uh, yeah. would be grateful at Josh, for Josh Mandel for uh, letting people know that, that fact. Totally, but yes, in case you couldn't hear it, he uh-huh. said Martin Luther King marched across this very bridge so that race would not matter or so that skin color wouldn't matter or something mm-hmm. like that. And it's yeah. just a hell and of a he thing totally, to say. And he totally defeated racism. Nobody at Google right. why he was shot. Uh, the, the, the rest of the ad is him, like it's, it's pictures from him and of him in Iraq, which he's really leaning into, uh, as part of his closing message in this primary that he was, he served and, you know, uh, whatever, good job serving. It's just pictures of him with like other guys in his unit who happen to be of color. It's like, you can't call me a racist. Right. Because I have black team, friends. So, well, I, I by coworkers, they were there. Yeah, right. Yeah. We, I don't know. Friends might be going a little far, but I took pictures with them. I mean, yeah. Come on, you ever known a racist Wait. take pictures with black guys? <laughs> Thought yeah. not. Uncle Sam told them to hang out with me, and they had to do it or go to federal prison. So you cannot call me racist. <laughs> Another thing I thought, and this might be reaching, but at the end of that campaign ad, he says, uh, "If you need a senator who will fight for you, then send in the Marine." And it made me wonder, I was like, I wonder if him and his team landed on that. If if they landed on, I'm a Marine and I'll fight for you like a Marine. If they landed on that before he tried to whip that Papal's ass. Like if he knew that was going to be a part of his messaging, you know. And then he goes to a debate and he's like, well, I'm going to whip this Papal's ass. Because I fight for people. Because I'm a Marine. Or he's just, you know, doing his alpha male bullshit and it was just a side effect of it. It's hard to tell because everything about this dude seems both very calculating and like he's totally out of control. It's like a right. weird mix of stuff. Like I think we – I don't know if we talked about it on the show, but I know we both read that profile of him, I think, in Politico where he yeah. was like a very moderate Republican in college. He was like – Yeah, he was very uh, outspoken about like the importance of affirmative action and the importance uh-huh. of diversity and inclusion. He wrote whole like papers about how vital diversity was and, and the voices and experiences of people of color and all this shit. And then now he's saying that, you know, racism's over. They, you know, we defeated mm-hmm. it long ago. The I just remember the end of that profile. Uh, there's a very telling scene where he had like, he lost his last Senate campaign, but it was a scorched earth thing, just like this was. And he had done a bunch of vicious, disingenuous attacks against a, a woman he was running against. And like the last time he ran into her, he got down on his knees and begged for forgiveness. Now, so the, what I say is like both unhinged and desperately... <laughs> Uh, 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 you know, p- a poser. It's like, which part of that is fake? One right. part is unhinged. Uh, I don't know which part it is. I, I guess I would prefer to him to be a decent person behind the scenes and a maniac in public, although I'm not sure that's better. But it's right. Fine. Yeah, no, it's wild, it's wild up there. But to moving on, our first honorable mention for Daily Dumbass is uh, 
these damn foreigners for always trying to trick us with spelling like they like they like we don't know how to pronounce their names okay what am i talking about donald trump on one again here we go one of the 10 impeachers a guy who spells his name m-e-i-j-e-r but they pronounce it meyer the hell kind of a spelling is that meyer meyer it's meyer but it's actually pronounced meyer I said, how the hell do you pronounce this guy's name? Nobody knows him. He's done nothing in Washington. I said, how do you pronounce his name? Is it Major, Meijer? They said, it's Meyer. How the hell do you get Meyer out of it? <laughs> Didn't Colbert so, find out that his family name was actually Drumpf originally? Yeah, Wasn't that a thing? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it was a, uh, it might've been uh, John Oliver, but yeah. like Okay. So yeah, he uh yeah Trump's family is German or tells people it, it doesn't matter, but like he got Americanized at some point. So it's like Trump turned into Trump. America's whatever. I bet he's also, got a lot of like Polish <coughs> or Eastern European descent, like um, like hardcore Trump fans out there in the Midwest with some wild ass last names. You know what I mean? That he would never be able to figure out how to oh, pronounce. It's just like, so he's just going in on for no reason. Like he ain't got like some Shashevsky's, you know, bad example, maybe uh, with no, <laughs> Shashevsky like, yeah. definitely loves Trump. Right? Okay, well, there you go. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like, uh, so the guy's talking about Peter Meyer is a Republican from Michigan. This rally was in Michigan. That's why he's talking about him. Now, uh, even though he's a Republican, Trump hates him because he voted for the January 6th commission and he voted uh, uh, to hold Bannon in contempt for ignoring a subpoena for the January 6th commission. So that's why he doesn't hit for Trump. But also, uh, not only is Michigan full of people with like Nordic and German last names, mm-hmm. who, this, who this joke probably doesn't make any sense to, but also Peter Meyer's family they got their money from a huge chain of grocery stores with yeah. their name on it in Michigan. It'd be like not knowing how to say Kroger in right. most of the country. <laughs> so right. it's just like the, the crowd hooting like a bunch of fucking baboons. Right. Don't even you, agree with the premise dude, of his joke. <laughs> you are so right about that. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, he's in the region where that supermarket chain is, you know, dominates or is very prevalent. So those people 100% know how to pronounce it, and they're still just, you know, hooting like monkeys whenever he talks shit about the way the family name is pronounced. Or what, I didn't even think about yeah. that part, but you're completely right. Like, like he was in Florida, like, Publix? How yeah. the fuck do you get Publix out of P-U-B-L-I-X? We yeah. got a fucking idiot in a crowd full of Floridians who just shopped at Publix 10 minutes ago. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Uh, these people. I can't believe he's going to be president again in two years. I don't. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's. Uh, what do we got next? Honorable, next honorable mention. Anyone who doesn't know that Space Force's mission extends to polling locations in Iowa. Okay. This one I got to share real quick. Let me get pulled up. I meant to do this already and didn't. I'm sorry. I'm talking my way through it. That's what I'm doing. Here it goes. And here we go. The election, I believe, was stolen. But we know that. Space Force has it all. Trump has all the all the information. It's going to be overturned. What do you think Space Force has? Space Force is a military branch of the, you know, just like the army, the, you know, all the military, and they literally walk up here. They okay, literally... if you're wondering if it starts making sense, the answer is no, it does not start. I, here's what I think happened. I think at some point she heard the uh the like the 
voter fraud line that they put out there, like somebody harping on about liberals and voter fraud, and they said that illegal aliens are voting for Democrats or <laughs> in record numbers. Uh, and she heard that, and she was like, uh-huh. "Aliens are voting for Democrats now. We gotta get Space Force on this. The only this is the only agency that can combat this problem with the election is Space Force. Otherwise, I don't know what the fuck she's talking about." <laughs> I, uh, so she says it's just like the Air Force. I was like, what actually is – because I, I forgot. I mean, we all heard about it when Trump started and we laughed about it when they debuted the, the uh, uh, you know, the uniforms that were like uh, stormtroopers and they like were called – they're calling them defenders or something, right? Not Instead of airmen or soldiers or seamen. And uh, so I was like, they're a sub-department of the Air Force. They're not really even their own branch. It's more like they started – like they just, they just, the, Air, they the Air Force unit with different – uh, um, you know, uniforms, but 6,500 people now work for space Force, and they're not going to space. So I guess they got to do something. So maybe they are just fucking around it, with balance. I think it's because <laughs> I also just the other day happened to randomly like remember space force and was also curious. And I looked it up. And I was like, Holy shit. They are an actual ongoing thing. Cause mm-hmm. like, I was like you, it came up, everybody laughed about it. And then I thought it just went away, but it does exist. And I was reading, you know, just people on the internet. I don't know. I didn't like fact check this or nothing saying that it's hard. It's like satellite stuff. You know what I mean? Like things with like defense yeah. or military, like satellites that we have in space that now falls under the purview <coughs> of space force, I guess. Yeah. So that's what they're doing. But yeah, they're not like, you know, uh, like building a barracks on the moon or nothing like that. They're not doing zero G combat drills or nothing. That would be rad, pointless, yeah. stupid, but rad. Uh, but no, they're doing satellite shit. Fun fact. I feel like everyone forgot, but like when Trump formed the space force, his administration of incompetence forgot to first get the trademark before they announced it. So the, the, the title, yeah. the, the right to space force is owned by the Netflix show space force. That's so, so funny. If in the future Space Force is somehow popular and their kids are in Space Force and they want to wear a hat that says my son is in Space Force, that'll be going that money will be going to Netflix, baby, not the United <laughs> States government. So. Just very briefly, um, I remember because you know, as I've said before, I used to work for the US Department of Energy and for a while I did interagency agreements. And I remember one time I got assigned an interagency agreement with the um US Navy Space Warfare Center. I know because I remember being like, fucking what? Space warfare? Holy shit. What's, you know, I thought it was going to be something sweet, but it was, uh, you know, it was similar shit, I believe, like satellite type stuff. So I'm saying, I think that like, I think that a lot of the stuff that they are doing is just shit that has been done, you know, already. Mm-hmm. It's just Trump made Space Force. Now it falls under Space Force's umbrella. But, um, and, and none of it's as cool as it sounds. All right. Uh, what we got next here, Mark? Help me. Because uh, we don't have Matt with us. We usually communicate in the chat and figure this stuff out, but we'll just say it out loud. Do you want to skip to Disney um, or do you want to do some more dumbasses? Uh, well, let's say, yeah. So uh, this, let's just throw this one up at least briefly because this is so mm-hmm. insane. I'm wondering if you have more information on this than I do. I saw this at first, but I don't know the details. So, y'all. Apparently, this lady got found with like five fetuses in her crib. Uh, what crib? Poor choice of words, I guess. In her house, I mean. <laughs> uh, but she's a hardcore anti-abortion, so anti-abortion activist. And uh-huh. She had five fetuses in her uh, domicile, and she said she knew people were going to freak out when they heard about it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. probably because that's pretty fucking freaky. Like, holy shit. So do yeah. you, what, what information do you have about this? Do you know more about what the fuck this is all about? 
So what they were serving a warrant for is she, what she does in around, mostly around the DC area, but she also travels around. Is she'll just like basically walk in, throw a fit and occupy abortion clinics. Cause she's the type of person who thinks that, you know, Planned Parenthood uh, is doing abortions so they can sell body part infant body parts. Um, and she did that recently around DC. And so like the, 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 the uh, clinic fired charges against her for, you know, trespassing, that type of shit. Uh, um, all, all the stuff you can charge a person with, and they come to your place of business and just fuck shit up. And uh, I'm not sure where she got the fetuses. No one said that. Maybe she I know, stole it. That's, that's like a wild piece of information that everyone doesn't have. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I f- it feels like one of the first questions that would come. Maybe there's like legal reasons why they can't even be speculated or whatever. I don't know, but it's just like, this story raises a lot of questions to which, as far as I'm aware, there are no answers so far or I, satisfying answers. Just spitballing, right? So, sure. <laughs> can't what wait to see where this is going. One of these, one of the things these groups do is they do a lot, they make a lot of fake mythology. Like you'll see stories about like, um, yeah, my uh, in the middle of an abortion, the, right. the baby's hand reached out and grabbed the right. doctor's finger, and he yep. had a change of heart and realized abortion was wrong. Got it. They also dummy up a lot of like, um, make a lot of macabre images to hand outside of uh, abortion clinics. I'm a, I'm going to assume she went through the same channels you do, like you're doing any other medical research, and acquired these fetuses and was trying to use them to make some shitty prop artwork of abortions gone wrong and just had coolers full of fetuses in her house. Just happened to the day the cops came. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so. I figured something similar that she had it for like, for, had them for like propaganda purposes or yeah. something like that. But it's a, it's a wild thing for somebody that's yeah. hardcore anti-abortion to have like a stash of dead fetuses and also presumably plans for those, you know, uh, to further her own political, you know, it's almost yeah. like these people aren't, you know, all there, possibly some of them. These She's hardcore to, uh, these hardcore extremists starting to think that they're not like entirely well adjusted, some of these people. She's, uh, you know, she wants to save all the fetuses. And first you got, you know, to make an omelet, you got to break a few eggs, right? So there you go. <laughs> Yeah, indeed you do. Uh, all right, let's. Uh, we're definitely going to save. So I guess we can, you know, tease it a little bit. There's a new lunatic on the scene that we're going to talk yeah. about in a future episode for sure. But we'll save it. His yeah. name is Stu Peters, and he's a he's a wild. He's got everything. He's a new yeah. bag of shock jock. He's the next Alex Jones probably. Uh, he's a former bounty hunter. He's gotten people killed on his YouTube, and he loves to rap, and we're going to talk about it. So we'll talk about him more <laughs> later on, but yeah, in the interest of time, let's do – I want to do uh, just one more because it's always good to hear Lauren Boebert being stupid and the worst. So we'll hear this uh, clip from her talking about Katanji Brown-Jackson. Yeah. I'm not a biologist, so I, I think she's a black woman. I'm not exactly sure. Um, I'm learning that there's new stipulations. Maybe if we could ask her a couple of questions, like do you have to have um, a, a fancy coffee with um, six additives in it, uh, you know, different creams and foam? Are you always cold? Um, does it take you three hours? to decide what you want to have for dinner. Maybe those are the questions we need to ask her to find out if she is indeed a woman. So it wasn't until her third, second or third punchline when I realized she was being misogynistic and not racist. I Dude, I I don't know if this is exactly what you mean, but w- the way those first ones started, I was like, is she going to end this with like, 
because that's the only way to tell if she's a black or a white woman. Like I thought she yeah. was like listing off white lady things, yes, like all yes, the, like yes. the mocha, the latte, all that shit she was saying. I uh, also thought that was going to end on a you know because yeah. if she says yes, then clearly she's a white lady, a white woman, you know. Or I, I couldn't believe that wasn't where it was going. But yeah, no, she was just making old hack <laughs> anti-women shows. I, I cannot believe you're running. You're a woman who's running for re-election for a position of power on the women don't hit platform, dude. It is her just, and her and Mar, large brain Marge both are doing that because we don't have it in the lineup. But there, I saw a thing from her a couple of days yeah. ago where she was quoted at some fundraiser or something. Somebody asked her to <laughs> define woman. So, uh, Katanji Brown Jackson got asked by fucking sorry ass Marsha Blackburn if she could define a woman. It was some transphobic shit that she didn't really play into. That's why they're all bringing this up and somebody asked marjorie taylor green about how she would define a woman and she was quoted as saying well we are the weaker sex we are our husband's wives that's how she defined a woman so it's like there's plenty of apparently if you're a woman in the republican party right now you have to run on the women don't hit platform mark which i mean you know yeah, of course you do. It's the it's, Republican Party. You can't run on women do hit in the Republican Party. That's how women get hit in the Republican Party. You know what I'm yeah. <laughs> it's like it is like interesting to me because that's some super old school misogyny. Like like you know how yeah. like when JF when JFK ran for president as the first Catholic, they were like, Well, he's just gonna do whatever the Pope says. So if you vote for a Catholic for president, you're just electing the, the Pope president. He's not even a citizen, right? So it was the same thing against women candidates, like, well, they're just gonna do what their husband says. So just it, just vote for the man because at least you know what he's gonna do. He's in control of like but yeah. they're openly saying, I'm going to do what my husband says. Also, Lauren Boebert's husband's a sex offender. So, like, yeah, there you pulls go. his dick out the bowling alley. Mark, what you yeah. just said about vote. Did you know that Alabama d- did literally exactly that with uh, mm-hmm. Lurleen Wallace, George Wallace's mm-hmm. wife? No. George Wallace ran out his term limits, and mm-hmm. he wanted to just alter Alabama's constitution where there were no more term limits so he could just be king of Alabama forever. But they didn't get that pushed through in time. So what he did instead was he ran his wife for governor and it wasn't even really a winking thing. It was just them, her, him, everybody just being like, look, so I'm going to be the governor. Right. But you know, you got to put her name down, but she's going to let me, ain't that right? Lurleen. And she's just like, Yep, I've never been a politician. She literally was quite saying things like that. It's like I've never, I've never thought of myself as a politician. I didn't want it anyway. And she got elected, and then they pushed that legislation through um, uh, revising the term limits laws. And George Wallace became governor himself again after that. So yeah, pretty wild is, shit. Uh, yeah. There's, there's a reason that drive-by truckers have at least two or three songs just all about how George Wallace is burning in hell, and uh, they're all great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. So let's let's get into it. Something that uh, should have had my wife on to talk about. I believe I've said on here before. She's a she's a, a, a Disney fanatic, and she's a Disney her, adult. Uh, she's a Disney adult. She is big, big time, and her her people they're under fire right now from the right. Disney they've they've upset. They pulled on the tiger's tail or the fox's tail, as it were, by what exactly did they do? They kind of implied that I know at first with the Don't Say Gay bill came out, Disney was taking shit from the left for it because they had like donated money to the politicians who authored the bill and everything. Mm -hmm. And they were like, well, listen, we're going to make 
aerial gay, so shut up, it'll be fine. You know, like that was their initial mm-hmm. response. But then eventually, after more backlash, they said, okay, it's bad, they shouldn't do that. And now the right hates them. Is that basically what happened? <laughs> yeah, they basically all of her press release. They're going to they're, they're going to have an all out uh, anti Mickey Mouse jihad that is like uh, come out in some really cynical and revealing, but also comical ways. Um, I guess like they're talking about boycotts. We'll get to the business stuff in a minute, but basically Disney has a privileged position in Florida, Florida politics, California politics too, because they're such a large employer. Um, right. And they're basically giving away the game by saying, we've been doing crony capitalism for you this whole time. Now we're going to do crony capitalism against you. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's, it they, they don't actually believe this because the, as George W. Bush famously said, the business of America is business. Um, as long as Disney's making money and Republicans need money, they're not actually going to do anything. I seriously doubt. But uh, but all these fucking bullshit and lies, they're just lying about their own bill. Everybody knows that, I think, by now. That um, There was a really funny thing that went viral. It was a teacher from Florida was like, okay, well, if we can't talk about um, sex or gender yeah. identity in and, 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 and school, then we're not going to talk. We're not going to use anyone's gendered pronouns. Love it. We're not going to. We're, we're not, we're not going to any mention of married people in any books yep. coming out. And so it's like, great. And, and, and conservatives got really, really mad about it. Yeah. Like, this is what your fucking bill asks That's us to what, do. Exactly. Yeah. Now that You're, is that shit was malicious compliance at yeah. its absolute pinnacle, as far as I'm concerned. They just like, okay, we're not allowed to teach about gender or gender roles or any of that. Well, guess what? That applies to straight people, too. Yeah. So now your little cutesy husband and wife stories, that's also a no-go for uh, first graders. And everybody's got to be called they, and everything's mm-hmm. got to be completely gender neutral, and there's no such thing as, you know, heterosexual relationships either. And yeah, they weren't expecting that. <laughs> The I, I like I've never heard the term malicious compliance before, but I think we're all familiar with it. Like you're in a fight with your wife, it's like, oh, you want me to load the dishwasher? I'm going to shove yeah. the dog in it. It's like one of yeah, those things. exactly. Yeah, uh, it's a there's a thing. There's like a whole subreddit for it and everything, but it's exactly that. It's you know mm-hmm. they're complying with the law, but doing so maliciously, and yeah. uh, it's often beautiful as it is in this case. It it won't. I mean, obviously these guys are idiots. They write laws poorly. But like it, it won't work out this way because the law empowers parents to sue, and no one's going to sue someone for mentioning they have a wife if they're a straight dude. They're only going to sue the other way around, right? right? So it's not going to work. But it is funny. Uh, but it, but a lot of the rubes don't get this is a business negotiation. For example, Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, is mm-hmm. just straight up con and fucking pedophiles. Um, yep. Yeah, it's weird. She, her, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene being like extreme in her rhetoric. But it's true. Let's uh, let's see here. Here's what she had to say about it. The immoral, disgusting, evil left is attacking our children. They are <laughs> child predators. And I'm not kidding you. Look at what is happening in Disney right now. Disney wants to completely take your children. And they want to indoctrinate them into sexual, immoral filth. The immoral, disgusting... Sexual immoral filth. Now, I as, mean, go ahead. I mean, Beauty and the Beast is literally bestiality. You know, uh, they want you to make they want you to make you think elephants can fly if they have a feather. They they want they, it's, is it critical race theory to make you think crows are racist? Right? I can't figure this. So out. I'm about to like. There's no telling where all this is about to go. But yeah, you made me think of a lot of things just now. Like number one, they like. 
this isn't the first time that they've gotten pissed at Disney for being immoral, by the way. The, I remember specifically it was a big deal when Disney first started having, I believe they first started having gay pride parades at Disney World in like the uh-huh. late 90s or something like that, oh, yeah. early 2000s. Yeah. And they were talking about boycott Disney then. And I remember Corey tells a story about being in his church when he was in high school and they were going through all that. And he was like, well, what about ESPN? And they were like, what are you talking about? He's like, Disney owns ESPN. And they were like, whoop. Well, I mean, we ain't gonna, <laughs> we're not gonna do that. You know what I mean? And it's like they're not gonna boycott this. Anybody with little kids is not gonna be boycotting all Disney properties. I don't give a fuck what they say. But the thing that the, these people right, so, go ahead. Uh, go I ahead. was, I was saying, funny that you mentioned that because I just interrupt a uh, boy JD Vance did this the other day. First, he posted Disney has profited off government handouts for decades. It's time for that to stop. No more copyright exchanges or other handouts. Disney has declared war on America's children. It's time we fight back. There's a picture of a sinister mouth in front of like a, it looks like a, a symbol for communist China where Tinkerbell's holding a switchblade knife or some shit. It's fucking ridiculous. And then literally like 12 hours later, my kids are sick and my wife is out of town. So of course, even being a terrible father, we're just watching Star Wars. Where do you mm. find Star Wars, Dre? Right. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I know. And, I, and so, but like. But the other thing is, like, the things that these people get mad at, like, you know, you made some jokes about all they fucking, you know, the the elephant flying and all that stuff. But, like, Disney, when they say things like sexual immoral filth, I'm like, what are you trying to twist into falling under that umbrella that Disney is putting out there? Because Disney isn't known for taking the gloves off in terms of content all that often. I know that they had, their most recent movie, I think, was this movie called Turning Red, where a girl turns into a red panda. And this this movie was more geared towards, like, tweens. It has a lot to do with uh, peri- going through your period yeah. and becoming a woman and the effect. And it's all a metaphor for, like, for that, becoming a woman. It's very geared towards girls, but, like, a little bit older than a lot of the other Disney cartoons. But it's very well done, naturally. And people, Katie was telling me, people were furious about how inappropriate that was. You know, it's like, I don't need my kids asking me these kinds of questions. I, this whole thing of like, whose bit was it where it's like, so you, you don't want to raise them. Like, you don't <laughs> you don't ever want to have to raise, explain anything to them ever, no matter what happens in the world. But uh, so. It's like, funny. It, it's funny. That was the backpack. So my wife and I watched the movie. It was very enjoyable. Uh, my wife's beef with it was. The thing is, she, this girl gets her – it's not her period, but she, but their mom thinks she got her period when she starts turning into the panda at age 13. Everyone's reaction is, but it's so early. And my wife is like, girls get their period like 10 or 11. This is like weird. It's, right. it's everyone thinking period. I was like, well, you want to make parents comfortable. No one wants to think their kid turning into a sexual adult at like 10, 11 years old. So they're just – they're fudging it to make parents more comfortable. And – Instead, the reaction was the other way around, where it's still they're still sexualizing kids who are literal little become literal biological adults. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, I know. Uh, and they're 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 like they're like teenagers in that movie, and they're teenage mm-hmm. girls or tweens, whatever. They're close to it, so like they like boys and they talk about it and whatnot. And it's like that's the type of thing that they're like, this is sexual immoral filth. Because you, you if you watch a lot of Disney movies, if I had, and you hear rhetoric like this, and you're like. What are they talking about? They've got to be reaching at least a little bit. And on that note, this guy has uh, – he's found a real uh, – <laughs> just a, a very egregious example of the type of immoral filth that Disney's getting up to. All right? If you got any, like, uh, 
you know, innocent eyes or ears in the room. You might want to get them out of here, okay? Because this is <laughs> this is it's pretty extreme, guys. But so I'm, you've been forewarned. This is what Disney's doing. Disney has, for the longest time, been a children entertainment institution. This is a gift card taken last week at a Target store. What do you see? What do you see in that? What do you see in that image? Do you see Minnie in a dress? Or do you see Mickey holding a penis? <laughs> people at Disney are pedophiles. Okay, now look. I ain't going to sit here and act like I can't see a dick in yeah. that card that gift card but it's so it's so funny like it's it's like he's like if he brought up some other cartoon where they're like eating bananas or something he's like as if disney doesn't know that every young man who sees someone eating a banana immediately thinks about sucking dicks and we can't have our kids thinking about sucking dicks like every man knows that as a man when you see something phallic you're gonna start thinking about dicks all the time it's hard enough to not think about dicks every day anyway and now you got to go to the store and just see them out there and everybody's just listening like uh I don't think we're all thinking about dicks as much as as much as you are. <laughs> You're seeing a lot of dicks in a lot of places. Ray, <laughs> uh, as you know, I'm a pretty big pervert, and the first time I saw that video, I had to like squint, look to see. Like, oh, I can't see it because like it's it's Minnie's side, and he's got his hand around her side, and the, her, her side straight, and then the shoulder the shoulder pad in her dress looks like a little bit of the head of a dick. I'm like, oh, I. I, I see it, but it's like you got to really want it. You no, really I want it before before he zoomed before he zoomed in and said it when he just put it up there. I was like, is he really about to make some kind of comment about how like they're not married and they're. they're <laughs> I, I really thought it was going to be something like that. It's like a public display of affection between these two characters and how that's not Christ-like or something. And then and then it was a dick. And then once I heard it was a dick, I was like, oh, yeah, I can kind of see the dick in that. But still, it's just – they this is also a QAnon thing, by the way. I know because I remember watching some of those crazy QAnon videos, and uh, that was the thing they were doing with Disney movies. So they got like QAnon researchers sitting in their basements and stuff just going through and circling dicks they think they see. In every <laughs> every scene of cartoons and stuff, and it's like these people are something else, man. Like Disney, truly Disney movies, wild. <laughs> Disney movies do have weird coded. I mean, not coded as they're trying to get anything across, but like for example, the hyenas in uh, in Lion King are definitely coded as black, right? And then you have like every Disney villain pretty much is coded as gay, but not just gay, but British. But like Jafar and Scar. Or like the whole reason my whole childhood, I thought all British people were gay and evil, <laughs> and the evil parts pretty and true. evil. <laughs> <laughs> the evil things, okay, they did colonialism, I get it, uh, but like, like it's like it's like oh, oh, all British people gay, right? It's like oh, yeah, good lord, um, yeah. They, uh, but they, yeah. I don't know when we were. I know we talked right before the show about bringing this up, so I guess I'll just do it now. But also, they're like, like I said, the QAnon thing, and they're all crazy about this. We talked on recent episodes about how they're so hardcore right now about like child sex predators. It's a huge problem on the left to hear them tell it. They've got to snuff right. it out. They're, you know, really thinking of the children. Won't somebody think of the children? We're the ones thinking of the children. Meanwhile, among many other similar examples you could find, my home state of Tennessee today has put forth, the Republicans there have put forth a new bill 
which one of the which includes a loophole which would effectively legalize child marriage in the state of Tennessee. It's a bill mm. that that's a bill that's aimed at getting around gay marriage being legal by inventing a whole new form of super marriage between only a man and a, yeah. between yeah. a man and a woman so that they can go back to discriminate against gay people. But this new type of marriage they outline in the bill does not include an age requirement. So it de facto makes child marriage legal. And they're just like, yeah, well, you know, it's worth it to get after the gays again. And it's like, the, you know, the, the, the kids in cages, how they fuck them, they're taking their goddamn lunch away from them if their parents can't pay their, you know, lunch bill. And yeah. myriad other ways in which they fuck children over repeatedly. And some of them, like Matt Gates, reportedly actually fuck children. And they're just, they just roll with all of that while screaming till they're blue in the face about the horrors of, you know, child sex predators among the people yeah. on the left. It's just, it's, I, it's wild. That bill's so dumb, even though I read a bunch about it, I can't quite figure out what they're trying to accomplish because it's like uh, common law marriage, but for kids. And common law marriage is like if you've cohabitated for like a certain amount of years and then you speak it out loud, then you can be treated as a married couple legally. But like, so like, if, Say, is, are people going to be automatically married to their stepsister? <laughs> no, I, don't, I think they, it, they're just they're trying to make it to where um, there will be a type of marriage in Tennessee that only heterosexual people are able and allowed to have is mm-hmm. how I understand the, what I understand the point of it to be. But also yeah. it does not uh specify an age requirement so it can be as long as they're as long as it's a man and a woman it can be a man and a fucking 10 year old girl as far as this law is concerned now, what's important mark is that it ain't no gays getting married under this umbrella yeah. that's how it yeah, seems to I, me gay 12 year olds you can't be forced into marriage take that yeah <laughs> Uh, so this isn't just hypothetical. Somebody dug this up. There's a, a, a guy in the Tennessee house by the name of John Rose. And someone found his engagement announcement from a couple of years back. Um, they got married in 2011. And according to their engagement announcement, she graduated high, th- high school in uh, 2007. And this engagement photo, he's pretty clearly already middle-aged. So she's about 21 years old. And he's, I don't know. These guys always look older than they are. So he looks like 52, but I'm going to guess he's 36 and racist. Um, so, like, how the fuck do they meet? Somebody goes back and finds the first news article which they're mentioned in together. He was in the board directors for the FFA, and she accepted a grant. Uh, there she is, at, like 16 years old, in an FFA jacket in this picture, um, accepting an award from the guy uh, who uh, was a partner of her future husband. Uh, that yeah. that guy isn't even the only one in the Tennessee state level Republican Congress mm-hmm. who you could say that same thing about. I know because the guy that's from Katie's hometown, her district, he was a high school basketball coach for years who got caught eventually fucking around with at least one, if not multiple players that he had while he was the coach and they were in high school. Everybody knows it. He got reelected. He's still the guy. So we, the people signing this bill, at least a couple of them in Tennessee, have been known to, you know, um, target 
teenage girls. So, you know, it's not yeah. just like, you can't just say, it's like, oh, it's an oversight, which would be a hell of a thing to say anyway. It's like, oh, they just missed it. It's like, that's a hell of a thing to miss. Probably should address that, you know, <laughs> but yeah. it's, uh, it's nefarious and it's shitty. Yeah, I mean they remember, they remembered to include incest, so they did they did remember that at least. Right. So thank God for that. Uh, but like it's worth remembering that the previous Republican Speaker of the House was of course John Boehner. About Paul Ryan before that, John Boehner. The one before that was Dennis Hastert, who's currently in prison for molesting a bunch of boys. Right? Mark Foley was a Republican, was harassing gay page. Uh, it was a gay, it happened to be gay. That doesn't matter. But he was harassing pages on uh, in Congress. Um, we don't have to list long term a lot of sex offenders that have worked in Republican politics. But like, here's a guy that worked in the Republican White House um, in Tr- Trump's White House, and I can't even like we talked about some pretty gross stuff on this show. I'm going to try to censor this because even make the words coming out of my mouth. Um, Dude, but anyway, he was, this he was is the, rough. He was on the internet. Said his preference was for babies. They were absolutely his favorite. He was he was searching for like child porn, and for babies uh, specifically. I mean, yeah, and not just babies, but people doing violent stuff to babies. I'm not going to read it. Uh, and that's what like, I'm saying. And then, and these people are the ones crucifying mm-hmm. Mickey Mouse right now. For, I mean, again, what? Like dicks they see and gift card. Like what is even what actual examples are they even pointing to that represents this fucking filth that Disney's putting out there to the kids? It's you just, know it's it's like of course they think everyone's a pedophile. Everyone they know is a fucking pedophile. Right. And if you think if you're like, well, we're pedophiles, but the Democrats are worse than us, they must be worse pedophiles. It's like that's like the only way the logic right. makes sense. Um, Like, and DeSantis is going crazy about this. DeSantis at this very moment is covering up records related to one of his aides who was engaged in a literal child sex trafficking ring. Um, And he he keeps getting it for you and he keeps pushing back the deadline to release the papers. And this is while he's doing this fight where he's calling Disney a bunch of child groomers. Um, I know we got to wrap this up real quick. I'll just yada, yada, yada this real quick. But as far as coming after Disney's money. Um, yeah, let's. I've got that. The you want to watch the Laura Ingram thing because yeah, I've sure. got it. Yeah. I got it ready to go. Because yeah, they're just like you mentioned it a little bit earlier, but they're just like explicitly stating, you know, um, I don't know. Well, you'll see. We'll talk about it afterwards. <clears throat> and when Republicans they get back into power, Apple and Disney need to understand one thing: everything will be on the table your copyright and trademark protection, your special status within certain states, and even your corporate structure itself. The antitrust division at Justice needs to begin the process of considering which American companies need to be broken up once and for all for competition's sake and ultimately for the good of the consumers who pay the bills. And that's the angle. So this is full of all kinds of shit. One, uh, (laughs) Disney should be broken up. So right. should Apple, so should Facebook, so should Google. Right. So should but all not companies. because they said the don't say gay bill is fucked yes. up, though. That's what yes. she, they're just they're just saying, like, listen, we all know how the game is played. Yes. Like, you could do whatever the fuck you want in this, you know, corporate hellscape as long as you play by the rules. Well, you're not doing that anymore. And so we're about to start fucking your shit up and we'll find some other corporate, you know, fucking 
symbiote symbiotes to leech yeah. off of um mutually and you know you don't want to incur our wrath personally i'm not i doubt disney's all that worried about any of this me personally like uh you know they're a pretty big swinging mouse dick yeah. um so i feel the like disney's gonna... probably gonna be okay but yeah yeah, DeSantis is going to find out who works for who real quick. But one of the right. couple of things he did was like, I mean, we talked about this last year, but um, uh, <laughs> DeSantis signed a law, this bill that would try was trying to like punish Twitter for kicking Trump off. Like they're basically saying you couldn't moderate comments or, 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 or restrict people from using your platform just because their speech. And they gave a whole big carve out to Disney, which runs a bunch of media properties. They let Disney kick out whoever they want. And did and DeSantis this week basically he complained about that bill and did the big the hot dog guy mean like we're all trying to find the guy that did this. You wrote the fucking bill. Right. <laughs> he also is, is is he's going he's saying Disney they might remove their special self governing status. Right. Uh, which is like hilarious because like right. yeah I agree Disney shouldn't have its own post office and fucking right. police force but like yeah. you're the one that let them do it so like either before against crony capitalism but like the way they're doing crony capitalism is openly admitted it's all cronyism and right. just just being like well we're gonna pick our cronies not just based on money like we usually do it but you also have to be homophobic and anti-trans right so yeah, yeah. no dude a hundred percent they're just putting it out there straight up it's like. We will let you do whatever the fuck you want if you're a corporation in this country, so long as you don't step on any of our culture war bullshit, because that's what really matters to us. But as long as you don't do that, we don't give a shit. You can literally be your own country <laughs> inside of Florida. We don't care. As long as the check's clear on time, no rules as far as we're concerned. But you start running your mouth, then we're going to have to revisit all that. And it's just it's just a wild thing for them to be just being just putting out on front street the way they are in my opinion disney's got so many cops if they decided to secede from florida and florida invaded it'd be a pretty fair fight (laughs) right (laughs) like america deserves the dumbest possible ending and i feel like there's something like that's gonna fucking do it it's just oh god fucking yeah um all right well listen y'all may have inferred halfway through that but i made an executive decision that since i was the one trying to keep up with the uh, videos and the graphics and whatnot that I was not going to be able to also attempt to read and put comments up. I'm sorry, but I am but one man. I hope you all will forgive me. I hope also you think that uh, it went at least okay, as far as me filling in for producer Matt. You did great, Trey. It was pretty seamless. Well, Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. And back uh, back to the old original SKUs days when it was just me and you and uh, we drink during it and we had 14 viewers. And uh, that's right. Yeah. Didn't need Matt then. God damn it. Let White House can have him. (laughs) No. I I can't wait for him to come back. Also, I'm going to go in here and see what Katie thinks about all this Disney stuff. I probably should have asked her in advance, but I bet it pretty much amounts to like, they ain't going to do shit, uh, which she's probably correct about. Um, But let's see. So, yeah. That's just about going to do it. I want to remind you, though, again, if you want to come see me live, you can certainly do so, and I wish you would consider it. And by you can do so by going to wellregcomedy.com for tickets. Um, got a few more dates coming up this month in Portland and Louisville, and then uh, have some new dates being uh, announced for you soon. If you're not down or can't do any of that, which is fine, or if you can but still would like to support this show specifically, please consider doing so by going to Patreon. 
looking up my name, or you can go to weeklyskews.com slash more. And for $5 a month, you get full-length bonus episodes, which we're having a whole lot of fun with. So, yeah, I hope you'll consider it. And then lastly, if you want one of them shirts Matt uh, drew up, you go to weeklyskews.com and get you one if you are so inclined. So, with that said, what's the last button I'm supposed to push here? Oh, no, not that. Get the shirt off there. (laughs) Go away, shirt. I was doing so good. Why won't the shirt go away? Okay, all right. (laughs) Oh my God! This shirt. You made it fifty nine. I, I minutes know fifty nine minutes before it all started falling apart. All right. Well, that'll do it for us. We'll be back next uh, next Tuesday. So you love yeah. you. Bye. Excuse me.